What's up, tribe? I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. And this is Good Moms Bad Choices Podcast. Beach! Season two. If you joined us for season one, you got 300 uncensored episodes. But things are a little different in 2024. Not only are we having new guests, new segments, but we're going outside, y'all. We're getting out of our studio and podcasting in the wild. So make sure you check us out on YouTube to see where we're headed next. This podcast is for all the good moms, all the good dads. And even y'all who ain't got no kids, pull up. Join us in season two as we deep dive into even more uncensored topics like love, sex, dating, and just look at this as the ultimate group chat. All the shit you're afraid to say out loud or even try, we say it and do it for you. Because nothing's off limits here. This is a judgment-free zone to show up exactly as you are. And let's be honest, we've all made a few bad choices. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day, y'all. How you doing? I'm good. We're back in the stew. Back in the studio today. We finally made it back to the studio. I didn't think we'd ever come back, but here we are. Have you guys been enjoying our Good Moms in the Wild episodes? We've been doing a lot of more episodes outside, and it's been a it's been a nice departure for us, I think, to get out of the space and kind of into our lives, like really not just listening to us talk about our lives, but like, hey, this is what I do in the morning. I like to go for a hike. And then go get Botox. <laughs> totally very LA of us. But yeah, it, it does feel like a, a invitation into our, our more personal lives and just into our worlds. Yeah. Because we do live outside of this box. I know it's hard to believe, but sometimes we leave this place. Not often. I know. How are you feeling? How are you doing? I'm good. I feel good. I am, you know, grounding. I, I think I'm just finally getting into 2024, mm-hmm. where before I was, like, resistant, I was still resting, but now I'm here. I'm here with the rest of the world in 2024, finally. I think I brought in the new year with the Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know how, but I do know how this always happens, but if you're watching us on YouTube, you'll see that me and Mila are basically dressed exactly alike. Um, <laughs> this just continues to happen. I swear I can't make this shit up. Like, this is a very specific look also that we... This is a very specific look. This is look. very specific. Usually we're like color coordinating, print coordinating, but today we just fold on what renaissance. <laughs> and apparently you both got the, menu, the, the, the fucking memo because... If you haven't joined us on, I mean, on YouTube yet, you need to come see us. We're always dressed alike. We always look cute. We're always doing our makeup. And today is a very particular, specific outfit that you must see. I know. I we I found this at a at a thrift shop in the valley. Which actually, this thrift shop specifically is my like. I don't. It's not a secret because it's very much on Ventura Boulevard. But I've been going there since I was like fifteen because I went through a phase of thinking I was an Olsen twin. And oh. yeah, I know. Not like actually, like I didn't want to be them. I just wanted to be rich like them and dress sort of like them. What was their look? Because I don't really. It was remember. like homeless vintage. You know, I there, I went to the vintage stage too, but it definitely wasn't because of the fucking Kate and Ashley Olsen. Well, I don't remember them having like any style. I just remember them looking a little dead. Well, I went to a lot of parties with them because they were at in Campbell the Hall. Yeah, they went to Campbell Hall and they were at the, the neighboring private school and. And they would always be wearing they they're like super vintagey even now at least Mary Kate she'll come and always look. I feel like, like every she, time I see them they look like a little dead a little tired like they smell a lot mostly, of sick. It's only it's Mary Kate. She's, they always look like they look alike. They always look like this. No, they don't look alike. They don't look alike. Mary Kate looks not well, and they, Ashley they, was always the one that was healthier. 
It's true. Mary Kay went through a very heavy anorexic phase and was yeah. not doing well. Was doing lots of cocaine. That it seems. Welcome to the and valley. Married an old man. Yeah, like are they still married? I think they might be, but who knows? I don't know. He might have died. <laughs> so dark. <laughs> anyway. Oh, anyway, that store specifically, I went to. You never said it. Oh, because I don't <laughs> want everyone to know about it. Um, oh, this is the one we go to. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Anyone who lives in the valley probably knows, but. Um, but every now and then you find just like some gems and I found this one and I was like, oh my God, is it going to fit my boobs? And then it did. And it doesn't even like squish them. It actually like is like made for them. See that? We actually decided this week, you'll be the first to know. You're the first on the streets. Breaking news. Breaking news that um, not only are we going to continue to coordinate telepathically for the rest of you know our lives, but we're also decided that we are going to dress old timey. At all public appearances that we do together, and that includes birthday parties. So hire us to Joel and dress old timey at your next birthday party. Bookings at goodmomsbedchoices.com. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I feel like I'm stepping into my my real retro era. I feel like it suits me. I feel like my body was made for this era. Mine too. All this shit in the vintage store is usually super tiny. Um, I don't know about these boobs, but we're gonna, we're gonna get them the memo. <laughs> but this outfit is this is from Amazon. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good Amazon. This is a good Amazon find. So, you know, as long as you're searching, you find you find the looks. Mm-hmm. This year, we're going to focus more on our fashions. We didn't really we didn't really take you into our fashion world, you know, in the first six years. But this is the year because I I know you're dying to know. Well, we have one. We have we only have a few more episodes left of this season, so we got to get the fashions in quick. My fashion is like Martha Stewart, Betty Crocker meets Lola Bunny. What's the bunny? What's the bitch from? Uh, with the red hair? Yeah. Um, um, Jessica, Jessica Rabbit. Yeah, like Betty Crocker meets Jessica Rabbit. This is this is where my my wardrobes unite. Meets, meets vintage. Kind of depends on what day you meet me, but that's pretty much it. For like frilly, floral, see-through, extreme sex kitten sweater. Mm. I don't know what mine is. I mean, mine is like pinup girl Maleficent. <laughs> You know, a little dark. It can go. It can also like. It can also like venture to vampire. A little vampire-y. Yeah. I like a. I got. I like a strong vampire look. Me too. Like yeah, black lip occasionally. Mm-hmm. Darkness. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Lace. Yeah. I'm not really a frilly girl. I like. I like like long gloves. I mean, I can wear gloves, but I'm not into florals per se. I like florals. Yeah. <sighs> hmm. So, how are you feeling about this season so far? I feel great. I feel really excited. What about like this season of your life? This season of my life. Like this season, yes, it's about to end, but I I know no one knows, but our lives still go on even when the season stops. And only the people on Patreon will know about that. Yeah, honestly. (laughs) It's very top secret. And there's a lot of changes being made, so you might want to get over there and and figure out what the fuck is going on because lots of things are going on. Yeah, I feel like maybe on Patreon is where I'll talk more openly about my love life because... I'm. Not, I don't know if I'm ever gonna like expose my love life again on the internet because you have trauma. I feel like it's bad juju. <laughs> I mean, I developed my entire relationship on the internet and it worked out just fine. Yeah, not developed my whole relationship. <laughs> my relationship was actually sourced on the internet, developed publicly, and it worked out. <laughs> yeah, that's your story. <laughs> it doesn't have to be mine. Um, I think that I don't know. Why I do just, you think it's bad juju? Just because anything can happen and things change. Oh, oh, like like posting a nigga and then you have to be like, never mind, not yeah, that one. Yeah, like, oh, God, I looked really cute in this picture. Why the fuck do I need to unarchive it? Yeah. Like, that's really 
one of my deep conflictions on breakups it's like when you post a nigga but then you look good in the picture and it's like instagram really needs to create some sort of feature where you can just like crop people out of pictures you don't want to actually take down but there's a cropping feature do you have any pictures of this or you can actually can you delete carousel photos i think you no i don't i mean i don't update my phone because i don't like change you can you can do if you have a carousel you can delete certain images well you need to show me that is that the, the update that's been happening for a while now i need to see this yeah I have a strong stance that I don't delete pictures. Like, I'm very upset because my birthday picture, I can't, it's it's just, I can't even have my birthday picture on my Instagram feed anymore. You took it off? I archived it. The, oh, was it a group photo? Yeah, it was a solo photo. Well, he was in it, but, yeah. I didn't remember you posting him. It was me in the bathroom. Him, like, I could, you could barely see him. You see his mouth. And so you deleted it? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy part about us censoring our, our our love lives or whatever our private lives behind patreon is that like the niggas that really want to be obsessive are going to just pay, come, the that's five, fine. pay the ten dollars that's fine but if you but like i and i have questions i have like i need advice and i don't need advice from all fucking fifty thousand of y'all niggas okay i'm gonna need a cute little few thousand in my patreon's advice versus the peanut gallery's advice i mean honestly some of y'all are gonna give me fucked up advice Patreon is like really my only safe space because my boyfriend is everywhere except Patreon. You don't think he's on Patreon? No. This boyfriend is not. He is, that's maybe the one place he's not on because he's literally over my shoulder right now as I record. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Patreon is, I'm going to start asking for advice on there. Duh. I can't even do it really in Discord because no, I'm like, you yeah. can't do it in Discord. I like. Can't even complain anywhere except secretly in Erica's ear. I posted a picture of my butt on Patreon. You it, did? Yeah, because it looked good and I was in Europe and I was just, I felt sexy. And I was posting pictures of my my sexy pictures in the mirror and one of them was me turned around with my booty. And my ex must have joined Patreon and then in a fight he like pulled up the picture and was like, how does this make me feel safe? If you're posting your ass on Patreon. And I was like. How does it make me feel safe that you're on there and I don't even know you're I was on like, there? first of all. It's called a paywall. <laughs> Second of all, it's an ass. Did he try to say you're like, now you're OnlyFans? There's worse things I could post. Now you're OnlyFans, bitch, because you posted your butt cheeks. But the thing about it was, is like, whatever, we're not going to talk about this, man. Anyway. This is a... Su- this su- is why this is on Patreon. This <laughs> is a supreme gaslighter. L- literally, I, you know, I had this concept. I had this idea in my mind come up lately. And I forgot to tell people because nobody asked me until right now. Okay, what? It's about gaslighters and it's about men specifically because someone asked me a question about a guy they have like all this sexual like chemistry with. Oh, this is my, our homegirl, somebody from the tribe hit me up about Tantra asking about a guy that she was having energetic orgasms with, like not even like having sex, but just like coming from the energetic like, <sighs> and I was like, hmm. I had that before recently. Yeah. And there's different, and it happens. Mm-hmm. I just think that women need to be clear because the right type of gaslighting, nigga. <laughs> Not the right type. No, for real. Is super, super well-versed in women and in manipulation. And most men know from an early age, probably from like 16, that women are easily um, moved by dick. And... You have to be careful because there's men who will really hone in on their sexual power just so they can manipulate you. And it will feel like, oh, my God, he's so sexy. It's so passionate. It is so much chemistry. But really, it's top-notch practice in fucking you over by fucking you. 
And some guys just do it dumbly. They don't even know. Like they know they're doing it, but they don't. Really, they haven't really mastered it. But you have to really be careful of the masterful master seducers. You're right. There's people that really use that energy and they really know how to manipulate it and hone it and really harness it to the best of their ability so that you will be mind fucked and fucked up out here. And then suddenly it's five years later and you're still dealing with this nigga and he's drained the fuck out of you. You're overweight. You have dark circles. And now he's making you feel bad about it. And you have four different businesses under your name that he started and now your credit's fucked up. So yeah. I mean, people just, you just have to be careful with people who study the passion of things and take advantage of your vulnerabilities solely for the purpose of fucking you over. And I feel like that is a thing. So you don't mistake chemistry for gaslighting ass, fake ass, manipulative ass niggas. Yeah, definitely. This was, yeah. Yes, this is what happened. <laughs> Mine went to Dom school instead of going to therapy. <laughs> that should have been a red flag. When you ask a nigga, please go to therapy, and instead he goes to the school of doming. That's how you should know. Red flag. This is not even tantra talking. This so is just... this, so to answer your question in this season of my life, I'm doing great, <laughs> doing a lot better. I'm out, I'm out of my fucking hypnotism. Oh god, thank god. You're like Jafar with that stick. I'm out of the hypnotism. Um, I feel really clear. I feel really healthy. I've been um, I've been on a like a cleansing fast, preparing. For just the year, and I always kind of do that in the beginning of January. And also, I like to go into our retreats kind of feeling really good, as clear as I can. Um, so I'm excited to go out there and just really have mental space for all the energy and all the information that I'm surely going to receive while I'm there. Um I am. I'm in. I'm in a happy space too. I've been. I'm not. I know. I'm not. I'm not going to go into the deep details of my personal life, but I am. I've been seeing somebody, and that's been really cool and unexpected and um, really easy. And I think we talked about this with Krista about like on our la- our last episode about like how relationships should be easy and how like if, like earlier. I mean, in the middle of last year, it was. I was in a really hard space feeling like I don't get to write my love story and that maybe mine just starts off hard and then it gets easier. And then I'm now that I'm out of the hypnotism, I'm realizing no, no, no. Um, so I don't know. I feel, I feel good. I feel like it's been great, but it's not the focal point of what I'm like, what's happening in my life. Um, which is good also because I feel like I didn't, I feel like a lot of times as women, we, leave a relationship, we meet a new man and then we just kind of sweep over whatever it is that like was left over there and not really dealing with it. And so I think me not having sex, me, you know, not always making myself available to this person and him also not making himself available to me all the time has created like healthy boundaries so that we can still be proactive in our lives and clear about like what we want separately and then also together. So, yeah. Um, that's beautiful. I think everybody does that. Like you get in love and then you'd like melt into like the 10 year old version of yourself and you just want to be around the person. and have. Oh, like, it's, I have to f- actively resist my it's obsession. Like, it's like, I'm crazy. Yeah. I'm actually crazy. I know. And like Scorpio energy together is, and I keep attracting Scorpios. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know what this lesson is in my life where I, I've been attracting Scorp- male Scorpios for the last like two and a half years over back to back, maybe three years, back to back to back. Um, and so that energy is really 
intense. And I think maybe that's like the lesson is like learning how to um, manage that intensity in a healthy way and like use it towards creativity or use it towards good or use it towards like creating a healthy love space for your relationship instead of it just being seeped in sex, obsession and longing, which which we love. Bitches love obsession and longing and sex. And then I think also we like we surrendered to just like the love, like shiny thing, like all those other things I was doing. doesn't matter. This is what matters. And then we like forget and not forget. It's just like. We re- we re- we revert into like this childlike puppy love version of ourselves, like schoolgirl. Mm-hmm. But I also think too, like just thinking about what you said is like the easiness. It's like you have to really be conscious of the things that you ask for and the things that are that you're manifesting because I think that's where we fuck up, right? You're like, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this, and then they come and they're like fifty percent of it, and you're like, no, I got to work. It's like, no, you have to trust what you ask for. Mm-hmm. And like, I think sometimes we forget that. It's like the manifesting is a lot of the work, but you kind of have to follow up with the manifest. You can't ask for all these things, and then when the first nigga rolls up, thirty five percent, you're like, yep, this is it. <laughs> yep, I know I wrote this other shit, but God, it's cool. I can't, yeah, get, yeah, I can't yeah, have it all. He'll get to it later. Because I think a lot of us are like, I can't have it all. Like I'm asking for too much, and you're not, you know. And I'm just. I'm realizing that, like, even right now in this season of my life, I feel very good. You know, I feel like I'm in a very healthy place. And, like, I'm always thinking about what more I can have. You know, we always, always, like, going, like, the next goal. I need more. I need more money. I need more of this. More travel in first class. Um, But, like, I just feel really content and happy and, like, family-like and family-driven and solid in that space. And, like, that feels really good because I asked for that, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's just, like, settling into the space of I deserve this shit. I deserve to be happy. I deserve to be in a safe space and in, like, a a healthy relationship that doesn't require a lot of worry or a lot of stress. And, like, just changing my perspective about, like, really what I believe that I can have and what kind of life I can have and how that feels. Mm -hmm. I think that is like the the feeling of safety of like knowing that if you have an argument or disagreement with someone, it's not the end of your relationship is is I feel like crucial in the relation in, in any relationship, but especially one where you're really trying to build a family and like you and Orlando have have like you like and Luna loves Orlando and like has come to really, I think, accept him as this father figure in her life and and you too, like I know that's been like an adjustment period for you kind of getting comfortable with that idea, even though it's what you asked for. But like maybe but when you ask for these things, you don't always think about the uncomfortability that ha- that you have to walk through in order to really get what you want, even when it when it's arrived. Like, OK, he's here. OK, he wants to do it. Oh, shit. Don't tell my kid what the fuck to do. What the fuck do you mean? Tell her. Say, please. You know, like all these things that you've asked for. And then you're like, oh, wait, this requires me to also do some work, too, because you want a, a strong male figure in your in your household. He's also a good strong male figure. Is also going to check you sometimes too in your in your parenting. He's not just going to let shit slide, you know. And and I know that that can be. I mean, I can only imagine that, especially when you finally do find someone that you really trust. How like that can be challenging. But also, once you get to the other side of it, how beautiful it is. I, it definitely is challenging, just because like I really a lot of times you want to be like you don't even have any kids, so don't tell me how to parent. <laughs> you know, it's just like there's a, there's a there does it requires a lot of um, 
checking myself and like really checking back into what it is I asked for and like what does that look like and how can I be in this space in a healthy a healthy place but I, I think some and I said this because I think sometimes we ask for shit not realizing that it definitely does require that you 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 can ask for shit and write it down but you actually have to sit in it and think about how it feels how does it feel if I if I'm at the register and I don't even have to worry about running the card like what does that feel like because a lot of times we're at the register and I'm like oh shit God damn it. But like, what does it really feel like? Like embodying the, the feeling of, of like what, what, what it feels like to embody that living moment, you know, and like that attracts it. But I think sometimes you're writing down like this, this fairy tale love story, not realizing that it requires work from you because yeah, when Orlando first showed up, like within like six months, he was like, Oh my daughter. And I was like, Ooh, you got to say that. Like (laughs) that seems, that seems intense. You know, like pump your brakes before you start dropping MDs, you know. But I think I had to check myself and like really kind of just be okay with someone who is okay with taking on the role as a stepfather. And even just the things that I've had to release in that process. And it is like, why are you reprimanding my child and me? (laughs) Who the (laughs) fuck do you think you are? Um, But it's, it's taken me like literally, quite literally the an entire year plus to be comfortable in the fact that I'm with somebody and no matter how much you piss me off, I'm not, we're not leaving each other. And I think that is something that most people and most women don't have the, the, the safety to experience. And so I've found myself in, in the face of conflict, wanting to be like, wanting to want to be out because that's my general, like I can, I don't need you, but being like, damn, I do need you and I want you. And I have to, um, be able to release and let go of conflict and things in order to move past it because I'm human and I expect you to do the same thing because literally holding on to grudges with people that we love, friendships too, literally doesn't serve us at all. It just brings you further away from your friends. Mm-hmm. And it's like the human part of it all because I think the the happily ever after is so often sold to us on TV, but we have, we're so we're not really living it or experiencing it that it requires like this big, um, not this, it doesn't have to be big, but it does. It requires this, this process of getting comfortable and accepting that it's good. Well, that's beautiful. I look forward to that experience myself. I, I feel like I've gotten like, not, I don't think I've really even gotten that close to it. I've had, you know guys that have come in and like you know it's so women are so basic we see our like our a a male a single moms are basic in ways right we see a man that we're intimate with that we kind of like and he's nice to our kids and then we literally start imagining a whole fucking fairy tale life oh my god look at him he's so good i could just see him doing math homework with her and then he and then he's gonna be there he's gonna catch our first baby in the at at the birth, birthing center actually fuck that we're gonna give birth at home and then he's, he's gonna, perfect he's gonna teach her how to ride a bike orlando taught my daughter how to ride a bike. <laughs> um, he's going to you know and 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 i've and i've totally fallen into that trap i mean i do it all the time and still now we fantasize but i don't i've never come close to like really that that feeling of safety and family feeling with my child so i want that i really really want that for me and for her um so i'm calling that in and i think that the world of work that i've done and also just like the protection of my energy my womb is i ain't fucking nobody until i know for sure 
that this person is going to be able to provide that type of safety for me and my daughter and also my family too because it's like a blending of 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 more than just you and your daughter it's like if you're really if hopefully if you're if you have the family dynamic it's a blending of families as well and um I don't take that lightly either. I think my my mom has been waiting for that. She's like, when the fuck are you going to bring the guy that like brings the families together? And I'm like, I don't know, mom. But we live in such a time where it's like, do the people do that anymore? They do. I know. But I think, I think we have been, we're so heavily exposed and like, we're so heavily exposed. And like right now, for some reason, there's so much, there's so much conversation and like emphasis on niggas not wanting to settle down and polyamorous relationships and I know we preached a lot of open relationship rhetoric in the beginning of our careers as podcasters but we're here to say we are married wife like women okay um not to say that poly people are not married I'm just saying that I'm here to tell you and I'm here to tell you friend um from a woman who was resistant as hell to safety, even though I asked for it, that you do deserve it. And it is out there. And there is a man who's mature and emotionally evolved who is fun and freaky and actually wants to step up and be a husband and be a, a father and be a father figure and is going to support and protect you and, you know, provide for you in ways that you didn't even think of and, like, build with you. Like, you deserve that and it's out there and waiting for you. And I, I'm so glad that you're in this chapter where you're seeing that for yourself and like separating and really detaching from niggas who are not ready um, because it does require that you kind of look out the rear view and be like, I'm out, nigga, to be on to the next and go over that mountaintop and really see the meadows and the valleys and the beautiful, like, paradise that awaits you. Because um, I think, like, a lot of women are sold this bullshit that, like, no man's coming to save you and your kids or nobody wants you because you have a kid, but I got news for you, okay? The nigga is out there, okay? And he will rub your feet and he will teach your kids how to ride a bike and he will cook you dinner and he will help and he will show up for you in the way that you deserve and that you need and that you've been longing for and that way you see the white ladies live happily ever after on TV. Like you also deserve that and you also can have that as long as you are committed to what it is that you know that you deserve and not bullshitting and fucking around on the fuck around with these fuck arounds. Are you pointing at me? No, 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 no. no. Just, <laughs> are you pointing at me? Just pointing at you, bitch. <laughs> so if you're wasting your time on a nigga who's not the stepdaddy type, Stop scrolling on Instagram with the gender wars and let that nigga go and, you know, move on to someone who's actually evolved and deserving of you and mature. Um, with that said, today's affirmation, I know a lot of women, I'm, a lot of my, my female friends obsess and stress over not having relationships or the search of or there not being enough men. And I just, I realized even for myself, I say I'm stressed all the time. And I saw a meme and it was like, I'm not stressed. I'm under divine pressure i'm not stressed i'm I'm under under divine divine pressure pressure. because i'm a bitch who says i'm stressed a lot like a lot to the point where i I heard my daughter say it and i was like oh god um (laughs) luna said it yeah so it was just like titty is stressed it's stressing me out right now this one yeah it's on the way to coming out (laughs) let me tug her get it get it back um but i'm not stressed i'm under divine pressure because it's just a perspective shift Mm-hmm. There's a lot of men you just haven't found yours, you know, and there's a lot of great men. You just have to be open to finding yours and not wasting time on the bullshit. So we're not stressed. Even us, we be 
under divine pressure because any pressure that we have it is, is divine. It's so divine because we ask for it. And that's the thing is like the divine pressure is sometimes the, the things that we didn't realize we asked for are here, but they're showing up with a little bit of pressure. And now you're like, ah, uh-uh. but yes, bitch, even in relationships that you dream of and you manifest, there will be divine pressure, you know? And, and so like change your perspective so that, when it comes, you're not overwhelming yourself in some bullshit and some delusion, illusion that it's negative when actually it's exactly your, your dreams are coming true. And that's why it's a little bit of pressure, bitch. You got to make moves. Hmm. Um, but I have a surprise for you. You do? Yes. Um, we've been talking about our love and about manifesting healthy love. And today we have a very special tarot time. Oh, my gosh. Is it? Star magic. We are going on a field trip. Yes. That was so bad. Yes! Field trip. So I have a friend downstairs in a magic, star magic school bus. And she's here to do tarot ta- time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We're doing tarot time outside of the studio. Yeah. Slash in the studio. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's go. Welcome to Tarot Time, and today is a very special Tarot Time because we are joined by a very special guest. We are on Star Magic School Bus, which we're so grateful for Ashley, your favorite traveling psychic, who we happen to meet randomly in Studio City. Um, shout out to all the Valley girls in the world who know where the fuck that is. Um, it was one eleven actually, um, on the day. And I was walking outside. We had just finished actually our last episode that you guys checked out. Um, take bitch, a hike, bitch. Bitch, take a hike or take a hike, bitch. And um, I happened to see this this amazing school bus parked outside. And it said tarot. It said Reiki, apothecary. I was like, let me go in here and see what the fuck is going on in here. And then I peeked in and there was a, this beautiful black woman sitting in here, which if you were from the valley, you know, when you see the black girls. We like, hello. Hi. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and so I was like, OK, I'm going to come back here. And um, after we ate, we came on the bus and we had an amazing reading by you. Thank you. And so, you know, good moms, like what we're, we're good for, we'll come in and be like, hey, so we were thinking, um, can we shoot an episode on here or a little segment of tarot time? And we're so grateful you said yes. And I'm just so happy to share what you do and this beautiful space that you've created with our audience. So thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and for this session and um, for the opportunity to share. So thank you. Before we start, I just have a, 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 just a few questions because we didn't even really get to ask you anything. <laughs> right. How did you get into tarot? Oh, wow. So I've always been, ever since I was a kid, I've always been obsessed with tarot, magic, astrology, um, everything that has to do with the metaphysical esoteric space. And I've always been intuitive. Um, but I didn't necessarily trust my own intuition growing up. And it wasn't until I had... Oh gosh, I would say my first like serious dark night of the dark night of the soul spiritual awakening or conscious spiritual awakening, which was back in 2018, mm. um, a little after my Saturn return. Actually, um, it was 
incredible. Like that first Mercury retrograde, I ran into 11 people from my past in a span of like two and a half weeks. And I got really freaked out and realized (laughs) the universe was trying to send me a message. And so I, I, I guess that really sprung me into my spiritual path where I found like a daily practice of grounding, meditation, journaling, affirmations. And during that process, the meditation really opened me up to start receiving messages and downloads and visions. And um, I also developed an interest in herbalism and, uh, and tarot. But really, I got sober that year. So instead of, and it's funny because ironically, I had purchased my first tarot deck the year prior in 2017. So I messed around with it, put it away, and then 2018 happened. All of that happened. And um, instead of going out for New Year's Eve, I decided to stay home and watch videos on YouTube about numerology. (laughs) And that sort of spiraled into tarot. And um, I just ended up knowing the meanings of the cards, like without even setting the the intention of of working with them myself Mm. and realized like, oh, I need to do this. And so at first, when I first started reading, I was just offering free readings with the purchase of intention candles that I make. And then people just became more interested in the tarot than the candles and the tarot just kind of took off. And here we are. Amazing. And, and then so, you made this beautiful bus. And then I made this beautiful bus. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> wow, this is pretty big deal. This is a beautiful bus. Uh, thank you. <laughs> are you like a DIY queen? Like, are yeah. you an interior designer? This is all DIY. No interior design background. No okay. construction background. Just a lot of basically YouTube university. <laughs> yeah. YouTube the shit out of this girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the bus is bussing. Okay? Thank you. <laughs> it is like a little enchanted garden on wheels. Yeah, right. that was my vision. Um, and I didn't, init- like, I didn't initially know that I was going to do a bus. Like, it started out with just, like I said, the candles, then word of mouth. Eventually, I ended up reading in shops, like metaphysical shops all over L.A., And my first shop experience was really traumatizing. And that's what let me know, oh, I need to create my own space. Mm. And being a Sag Moon, I was like, okay, I got to be mobile. I don't want to. Hey, Sag Moon. (laughs) Yeah, this is beautiful. I'm with, you know, I'm with the innovative girl boss, independent ideas. And this is definitely it, darling. So I'm very honored that you allowed us to come into your space for a little while for an afternoon and tarot us down. It's beautiful. And- it's raining and it feels it feels nice and cozy in here. And it feels kind of witchy. Yeah. We're wearing yeah. our witchy outfits because me and Erica could not help but to match. Every, By accident. This is- every week. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, shall we get to it? I think so. It's tarot time. Amazing. Okay, so who's going first? Jamila. Jamila. I volunteer you as tribute, my dear. Got it. Do you have any specific questions or concerns? No concerns. Um, I'm just, you know, I know that people are nosy. And I'm just give me, I want a love reading. Tell me about my, my relationship and where it's going and what I have in store and you know, like babies and things like that. Just like, just put it on, put it on me publicly. Okay, great. <laughs> I love it. So first I'll ground our energy with this singing bowl. Feel free to close your eyes and take a deep breath.
Okay, and Jamila, what's your last name? Map. M-A-P-P. Map. I'll say a quick prayer. Father, Mother, God, Spirit, Universe, my angels and guides, the highest spiritual beings of my ancestors, my higher self, and all divine entities who love me unconditionally. I call upon you for unconditional love, grace, compassion, healing, guidance, protection, assistance, support, wisdom, clarity, and insight now. Thank you for blessing my work with the Tarot, and thank you for allowing me to connect with Jamila Maps energy so that we receive clear, concise, accurate, 100% truthful, specific messages pertaining to Jamila Maps, well-being, abundance, prosperity, love, joy, relationships, career, and any other messages you deem worthy at this time. We open up to receive the healing and guidance Jamila Map needs most right now, and unconditional love through divine grace of our own free will, so be it. Spirit, please tell us, what does the future have in store for Jamila Maps' love life? What does the future have in store for Jamila Map regarding love? What does the future have in store for Jamila Map regarding love? Just one more. I don't know. It suddenly feels way more intense because yeah, thousands of people are listening. It feels <laughs> kind of heavy. We'll see what, what comes up. <laughs> sexy cards. <laughs> Yeah, I work with the tarot of sexual magic for love questions. I want a black love deck, though. Honestly. Me too. I'm like, do we need to make one? Because this yeah, is I've had, awfully Anglo. I've had this on my heart, like making a black love deck um, for years now. I just am so busy that I don't have the time to like, or I haven't had the time. There are not enough tarot decks with like black and brown images. Shout out to Mahogany Tarot that we always use. Yes. I love her deck. Because you have to feel like you could connect to it. Mm -hmm. uh -uh. <laughs> 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 mm -mm. Nah, try that out again. <laughs> Put that one back. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. Should I keep pulling or just leave it at six? Whichever you feel. I'll pull three more. <laughs> okay. So um, I could be picking up on your energy or energy around you. So just take it as it resonates. Okay. Okay. Um, the, for, the overall energy is the eight of wands. So the wands rule passion, fire, creativity, and action. The eight of wands has to do with moving quickly, um, fast movement, travel, fast, intense uh, communication, even possibly digitally. Um, and also just having like, you know, an expanded reach with the eight of wands. So it feels like as this is the overall energy, there's something in your relationship that is moving very quickly. Uh, lots of passion. So that's great. Spicy. Okay. We have the queen of, sorry, excuse me, the king of wands in reverse, the knight of cups in reverse. Okay. And the page of cups in reverse. Um, so the king of wands, is divine masculine energy when he's upright this is someone who's a leader who takes charge who's passionate um very yeah passionate sexual very attractive uh very attractive um <laughs> don't toot orlando's horn too much okay look it's reversed <laughs> no but it's it's reversed oh shit oh Here. oh uh oh so so it's it's reverse and then you have the knight of cups in reverse and the page of cups in reverse so this feels like someone that's actually not in your orbit right now um that's maybe it feels like it's someone from the past really 
I just want to keep every preference everybody by knowing that not only am I doing a love reading in front of thousands of people, but my boyfriend is sitting here. Yeah. Yeah, this is really brave. <laughs> um um it feels so with the king of wands showing up in reverse, this is someone who is not taking action. Uh and something about him actually feels really like passionate and enraged. Um someone who is upset. Okay. Um, and, and they have a lot of suppressed emotions and it's because they feel upset because they haven't, maybe they feel like they missed out on their chance or they haven't like, um, and I want to cry too. They haven't, they didn't do what they could have done or what they, what they knew you wanted them to do or what they knew what was best for you at the time that they had their chance. So it feels like, Someone who is holding holding on, can't let go of the past, honestly, especially with this Four of Pentacles here. Um, the, the King of Cups is in, sorry, excuse me. God, I keep misspeaking. Usually when I misspeak, there's something to it, but I'm going to move on. Um, the Knight of Cups in reverse is also like an energy that just is, is insincere, um, insincere and not genuine. Uh, the, the cups rule the heart space, love, compassion, emotion, joy, and intuition. So when the Knight of Cups is upright, this is someone who's very heart-led, heart-centered, dreamy, romantic, um, secret admirer type of energy, but it's in reverse. So it feels like someone who doesn't have or who didn't have the best intentions and also just isn't m emotionally mature. And then with the Page of Cups in reverse, when it's upright, it's an offering, a small gesture of love. Um, it could be an I love you and I'm sorry and I forgive you, but it's in reverse. So it's like this person, it feels like they want to come forward to share share their regrets, apologize, um, be on. I mean, it doesn't even feel like they want to be honest, but it's like all of these things that 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 they've felt, it feels like now they're becoming aware, aware of it, but they're not acting on it. And it's, it has them very upset. And it feels like they're upset because they're seeing you, um, move on <laughs> with the eight of wands as your, as your overall energy. You have the seven of wands, the lovers and the three of pentacles. Okay. So the seven of wands is a very protective defensive energy. It does feel like you're protected. It does feel like you are really, uh, especially with the nine of wands here, honoring your boundaries um, and, and being protective when it comes to this external energy that really doesn't have anything to offer. Like, um, the lovers in the heart of your reading, twin flame, soulmate energy, you're protecting your love, you're protecting your connection. You do have the three of pentacles, the pentacles rule things that are tangible and of the earth, uh, money, career, finances, resources. This is a collaborative energy. So this is a stark difference from the king of wands, knight of pentacle, knight, knight of cups night uh knight of cups page of cups energy so it's like with this soulmate you're building you're collaborating this is like competition versus collaboration um wow. you have the nine of wands the four of pentacles and the world in reverse now this is interesting with the nine of wands this is 
wounded warrior, wounded healer, healer energy, someone who's been through a lot, uh, but they're exhausted, they're tired, uh, and they're wondering whether or not they can keep they can keep going or move forward. The Four of Pentacles, though, suggests that, yeah, someone doesn't want to move forward, especially with the world in reverse. Um, the world in reverse, I'm hearing something about unfinished business. So it feels like in the future, it's like as you continue to build with your soulmate, um, it feels like there will be some sort of challenge to that or the person that's watching you live your best life and be happy. Um, it, it, it feels like there, there's a desire to hold, to hold on, to hold on and to keep you stuck in some sort of cycle. Um, however, yeah, you're moving on. I mean, and, and you're moving and you're moving, you're moving on and, onto bigger, greater things faster. A lot of passion here. A lot of passion. Um, passion, creativity, excitement. So yeah, just focus on that. I don't know <laughs> why the past is coming up for like regarding your future. Um, however, it feels like even though this person isn't actually taking any action, um, it feels like they have designs. Like they're privately privately stewing stewing yeah yeah i can i i can see how this could make sense mm -hmm. there's only one person from my past that i could think about that would be of any significance and represent specifically competition over collaboration mm -hmm. um and there's only one person that would really have any type of uh um um control control and that is because we have share a precious gift. Child, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be the only reason. And yeah. and quite frankly, it's probably pretty on point because I don't know. I've been feeling that lately a little bit. Not that I have a lot of communication because I don't because mm -hmm. I don't need to. But I can just imagine. <laughs> Honestly, like we are living in a very digital world where everything is very public, and you can see and check in on and. Um, this is someone that I've had a, a very long relationship with that I think probably thought I was always going to be around and always be accessible and like able to be fucked with. Mm -hmm. And I'm not. And I think that could probably frustrate anybody who thought like, oh, this is how I was going to go down. But again, no skill sets to really be honest, like wanting something that they cannot provide because there is a lot of hurt. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I feel that. And I feel sad about that for that person, you know, because at one point we were friends, but I really realized that they don't have the, the tools. Mm -hmm. um, but I think as I glow up and my happiness is, you know, extended more and more, I feel that little bit of like, not are you watching me? But no, like, but he is. He watching you, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you right now. Yeah. He's watching you. There's definitely a tether. Doing that little podcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 um my little podcast my little my you know my my relationship like how things have blossomed but the crazy thing is i'm having a vision is like when i was struggling for that relationship to work i remember specifically a lot of times being like i trust me when i'm done i'm done and you're gonna be so fucking sorry you did this mm -hmm. i kept saying like you I, i'm only gonna do this for so long I kept saying it like, oh, my goodness, it was long. And then when I when I move up out of here, I'm never looking back. And I feel that like that premonition has is coming to to reality because there's a lot of things that in my life that have blossomed. 
and especially in love, you know, in the last two, three years. And I, I feel the disappointment that like, damn, I didn't think that bitch was going to find love. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, with this, I would just say, you know, continue to protect your energy, set those energetic boundaries. Um, because even though, let's say he has no knowledge of like anything having to do with magic or, or anything like that, it's, it's still energy, ne the negative. Potency, yeah, yeah. And it's still potent. Exactly. And so even if he isn't consciously aware of, of that, like you and, and the way you, you protect yourself is obviously just by continuing to take care of yourself. Right. And really, um, indulge in, in that love, in that passion, in that excitement, in everything that you're creating with your life. Um, and setting the intention to you like, ask be, for, ask for protection in, well, the, for, in, yes. in the, in the, in the, as it's happening. Yes, exactly. Nothing to fear. No empress yeah. cards. No babies. <laughs> I mean, it's not here. Okay, but we can ask about it if I you know. want. It's, it's Erica's turn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Am I that woman? <laughs> no. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm on birth control, but <laughs> is there a baby in there? I know magic stumps all things, including you know including the. You know we have a pregnancy pack. There's no babies yet. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Jamaican sperm can outdo any copper IUD. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this copper IUD. God's gonna make me marry. <laughs> yeah, this is. You're hilarious. This is so great. Um. Okay, Erica. Um, I think I have a similar question. I want to know more about <laughs> what the fuck is that? It's the death card, which is ruled by Scorpio. You love that. Yeah. It's very scary. Right. I mean, in this deck. Yeah. She's just powerful. Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> um, similar. Just, I want to know like what's the, what the future holds for me in love and relationships, intimacy, babies. Okay. So let's ground our energy. We have a pregnancy pack. So yeah. <laughs> Can I get more insight on that? The date. <laughs> Which <My> year? <laughs> you ready? Yes. Okay, close your eyes. Take a deep breath. And it's Dickerson, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Thank you for allowing me to connect with Erica Jefferson's energy so that we receive clear, concise, accurate, 100% truthful, specific messages pertaining to Erica Dickerson's well-being, abundance, prosperity, love, joy, relationships, career, and any other messages you do worthy at this time. We open up to receive the healing and guidance Erica Dickerson needs most right now in unconditional love through divine grace of our own free will. So be it. Spirit, please tell us what does the future hold for Erica Dickerson regarding love? What does the future hold for Erica Dickerson regarding love? What does the future hold for Erica Dickerson regarding love? Just one more. This is the most fancy tarot time we ever had. <laughs> All we need is tea, right? Oh, she told me I brought it down. <laughs> The messages are the tea. Right. And the tea is hot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, spirit. What is the future hold for Erica Dickerson regarding love? 
Ashley might need to come to my birthday party. Okay, it's my birthday trip. Ooh, that was nice. Ah, I like that. Ooh, looks like you're outside, bending over a balcony. Okay. Mm. <laughs> right? Mm. This is a future hold for Erica Dickerson. Okay. Why are his draws look like that? <laughs> Why his draws on his knees like that? <laughs> it looks like maybe half wolf, half man. Hmm. Hmm. I might need to clarify some of these cards, but we'll see. So the overall energy is the seven of wands in reverse. So it feels like you're opening up um, regarding love, which is great. When it's upright, it's defensiveness. In reverse, this is this is letting our defenses down. Um, it also feels like, yeah, especially with temperance here, this has to do with leaning back too. Um, so when the Seven of Wands is upright, this could be like putting up a fight for something in reverse. It's like, okay, now I'm, now I'm, I'm leaning back. I'm releasing that energy. Um, maybe even releasing a desire to uh, control or releasing attachment to the outcome with the Seven of Wands in reverse. Okay. So you have the Page of Swords in reverse, Temperance, and the Ten of Wands so with the page of swords in reverse, it feels like this could be your energy or someone around you, but it does feel like um, there's, there's a lack of either a lack of communication or a lack of searching. It feels like a lack of searching um, with the page of wands excuse me. <laughs> okay. So the page of swords in reverse, I misspoke and said the page of wands in reverse, which is interesting. So the page of wands, when it's upright, it has to do with, um, a spark inspiration when it comes to love. It's like something, well, the wands are very phallic. So, you know, uh, a sexual encounter with, 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 with it just being that like what it is as opposed to you know it's it's not going to evolve into some affair or something or like a long-term thing it's like the page of wands i interpret as one night stands with it in reverse it's like okay coming out of that energy um coming out of of yeah of the need to look or to be aware of like who is who's doing what who's where who can i talk to next um yeah, okay, I love that, especially with temperance here. Temperance is healing. Temperance is alchemy. Temperance is tempering out your emotions, taking your time, taking space, taking taking patience, having patience um, to really heal and alchemize whatever burdens, negative experiences you had in, in the past and turning that into something, into your strengths, into something positive, into something that serves you, your power. Um, the Ten of Wands here... Okay, this is interesting because the Ten of Wands is um, 
a lot of fire. It's like the ultimate, the max. The ten represents the end of a cycle. Um, and so the, the ten of wands, usually it's it's carrying some sort of burden. Uh, and the mo- message associated with the card is, okay, well, it's time to put the burden down. Um, but it feels like whatever whatever you've experienced in the past that has been burdensome or stressful, um, you're alchemizing that. You're, and that period is over. I mean, and also there's a lot of passion in the card too. So even though you're no longer looking, maybe you're also too getting really tuned into your own um, sexual energy, passion, and really cultivating that. You have the Two of Cups in reverse, the Nine of Pentacles in reverse, and the Four of Swords in reverse. So with the Two of Cups in reverse, it feels like you're letting go of a past connection here. Um, the Two of Cups is soulmate twin flame energy, or at least at the, for the time being, you're not you're you're not in alignment with that with that energy, and that has been quite burdensome considering it's following the Ten of Wands, but. Again, the Ten of Wands, it's time to put it down, right? Releasing the burden. Um, You do have the Nine of Pentacles in reverse here, though. So the Nine of Pentacles, when it's upright, has to do... It's a very single, independent, self-sufficient, confident energy. Um, But with it being in reverse, it's like it has more to do with being interdependent. So it feels like you are connecting with people, situations, opportunities where you can coexist and rely on each other um, and be interdependent, not codependent, although be careful of codependent energy with the devil as your last card. Um, With the four of swords in reverse, it's interesting. I'm not sure why the four of swords is in reverse. The four of swords when it's upright, it has to do with healing, therapy, rest, recuperation, rejuvenation. In reverse, it's this, um, so it's this lack of mental peace, um, or, or resistance to, uh, mental health, still mind. Um, with it being in reverse here, it feels like It feels like there could be something challenging, um, especially when it comes to, it's like, even though, even though there's this energy of, okay, I am getting in tune with the the passion, my own fire, my sacral chakra, um, there still could be something that's like, challenging about that when it comes to mentally like it's it's not it's not peaceful yet does that make sense Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean it won't get there but that too is a part of the leaning back letting go energy um i'm gonna pull a card to clarify that though just to make sure it does feel like you are making new investments here with the page with the page of pentacles So investing in a new connection, a new collaborative connection, which is great. Um, But clarify the Four of Swords in reverse for Erica. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Clarify the Four of Swords in reverse. 
You got the Queen of Wands in reverse. The Three of Cups in reverse. Yeah, someone here is... So this could be you or someone around you, but someone here um, is is a little stressed out, uneasy, around uh, lack of initiative, lack of lack of movement on your end, a lack of uh, <laughs> yeah, a lack of um, or or not a lack of healing, not not reuniting here. So the Four of Swords is in reverse. It's clarified by the Queen of Wands in reverse. So this is divine feminine energy that isn't taking initiative. That's not putting up a fight, right? Um, the Three of Cups in reverse. Uh, the Three of Cups when it's upright. This is a very social, um, social, lighthearted, playful energy. It's also the energy of reconciliation and reunion. It's in reverse. So there is no reconnection with this person. And then with the Seven of Pentacles, um, the, you know, there's this energy of assessing the situation. What have you been invested? This feels like fr from the past, right? So what had you invested your energy, effort, money, resources into? Maybe they feel like they invested in you. You know what I mean? And so now it's like... Yeah. Why are you looking at me like that? I can look at you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So now it's like, but it, but it, it's over. What do you mean it's over? It can't be over with the death card here at the bottom of the deck. That is your energy. You're grounded in your energy, which means you showing up as the queen of wands in reverse pertaining to this connection, this situation, this burden you've already released, um, I, I still feel like there's energetically still some shedding to do. So it's not, you're, it's complete. Yes. You're no longer connected. Yes. Um, but, but, but you absolutely have made the choice to not, not put up a fight, not act, not, not engage, not reunite. Um, and so, yeah, it's causing some uneasiness. He think he's going to spin the block. Yes, basically. But it's not going to work. He thinks he's going to spin the block. Exactly. Yeah, the devil. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know my, tarot, my tarot gift just came in right now. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. You're just mean. Yeah, but, but, yeah but, but, but it's not happening with the three of cups in reverse. And so now that energy is, is stressing over it, right? Um, maybe you are too. Stressing over whether this person is going to spin the not, block. No, not whether or not this person is going to sp spin the block, but as far as... Just knowing that that, pre that presence, that energy is still there. Mm -hmm. Okay, so again, the Page of Pentacles in reverse, the Three of Pentacles, and the Devil. So yeah, we're, new we're focusing on planting new seeds, new opportunities, new collaborative partnerships, entities, like situations. Yeah, you're building something new with people who want to collaborate, build with you. The devil card, though, is your last card. That's an interesting ending. Um, so, yeah, someone's obsessed with the devil and the four of swords in reverse. Someone is obsessed. Why are you so obsessed with me? <laughs> but look, 
the death card and the two of cups is in reverse again it is meant to stay in reverse you are not meant to be with this person regardless of whether or not there was some sort of soul tie soul connection it definitely feels more karmic than anything else which is uh the purpose of a karmic connection is is the lesson right it's not it's not to hold on to forever it's to receive the lesson let go and grow um so yeah with a devil card someone's obsessed they're they're going to try to hold on to you whether they're taking action towards you or not it doesn't matter they are pissed that you are not taking action towards them um narcissist <laughs> <laughs> Okay, how is that? Um, yeah, interesting. I I really resonate with that. I think that I've been in a period of um, really trying to make sure that I'm clearing space. Like I'm really fully removed from that energy completely, um, so that what's next for me is really pure and not interrupted by any. So I'm not bringing any of that into this. And I do feel like I can feel the energy of my, of my last relationship still present and it's not me, it's him. I can, and we haven't spoken, we haven't spoken to each other. We haven't reached out to one another, but there is a level of obsession. Why are you so obsessed with me? Boy, I want to I don't want to, like, God, he might listen to this episode. I don't think he's, I'm not saying he's Probably obsessed. Probably because you're obsessed. Yeah. So. But our, but, but our relationship for you. did feel <laughs> Our relationship did feel very karmic, and that's what I felt um, why I went back for the lesson because we ended our relationship. I went back because I felt like the lesson wasn't complete. And I've said, like, this relationship was so hard for me to depart from, and I didn't know why. Like, I've left people for less. Like, I've, I've had relationships that were so much easier for me to walk away from of people that didn't hurt me as, as deeply as this person hurt me. So why is this, why does it feel so karmic? And that's what I said. It feels like it's something karmic here that like I, a lesson I was meant to learn. And I knew that I had to depart from it to get the blessing that was on the other side for me. And, um, and then even in readings, that's literally the thing that comes up over and over and over again. Was that like, you ha this needs to be released so that you can get your blessing. This needs to be released. You can get your blessing. This is dead, 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 dead. <laughs> Yeah. Over and over and over, including my dear friend, mm -hmm. who also Your psychic friend, who said it like five <laughs> times in different languages, gently, not so gently, subliminally, and the death card telepathically, and the death card in this deck was the first card to come out before I even started shuffling for you, mm -hmm. and I here it is bitch. again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. 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 So yes, this feels affirming and um, feels like, yeah, thank you. I feel like I really needed to hear this message. So I appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. You hear that, nigga? So anybody listening, <laughs> for any of the women or men's out there listening, wondering, what does this all mean? It means you're the shit and your ex is probably obsessing over you because you've grown and you've done the work. And... You're a bad bitch. Keep on moving. Don't look back. <laughs> Even if people are secretly plotting on you. Exactly. <laughs> Love this. Well, thank you, Ashley. Thank you, thank Ashley. You, Wait, tell everybody where they can find you. Ashley is obviously in our hood in L.A. She does parties. She pulls up. She pulls up in different places in L.A. If you're as lucky as us to, you know, to find her in Studio City or Abbott Kinney or any of the classy Pacific Palisades, wherever she goes, Tell her good mom sent you. And if you have a birthday party, a shindig, a corporate party coming up, this is your girl. This is a beautiful bus. Support black businesses and get your love reading here. 
Yes, thank you. Thank tell you us where, tell everybody where they can find you. Um, so you can find me on Instagram, Star Magic Tarot. And my website is starmagictarot.com. And I'm in LA. I go all over the place Wednesday through Sunday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, I always post my locations on Instagram. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. That was so thorough. I'm so, yeah, I love this. Get a good media in the magic school bus. Okay. <laughs> Star magic school bus. Thank you. Are you ready to head back up? I'm ready. Let's go finish this episode. Okay. Wow, that was amazing. I love Ashley. I love her too. That is a very much a magical fucking bus. Mm-hmm. From someone who loved the magic school bus, I, my, my witchy dreams have come true. Me too. I'm so happy that God just blessed us with her on that one, one That day. one, one, one. That one, one, one. <laughs> one, one day. Um, how did you enjoy your reading? I did. I did. I, I mean, it's interesting for someone to tell you to prepare for protection. You know, um, but most of the things we I already knew in my gut. I mean, I think she was just more so saying like you need to just whatever boundaries you have, just make sure that they're solid and and legit. Because I think like you've struggled with that in the past with with him, you know, and like feeling like you need to be more flexible, be flexible or be understanding or also you're good at, you know, you've been really good at like kind of just being like, it's fine. It's whatever. It's not a big deal. And like. Not knowing how that really has affected your, your your energy, your energetic body, not even just your physical body, but just like you kind of pushing things away and saying, oh, he disrespected me and called me all these things, but I'm fine. It's totally this fine. This week he's being nice. I'm going to call him. It's fine. I, I need to do laundry. I'm going to go to his house and wash laundry. No, bitch. He called you a fucking whore last <laughs> week. You can't go wash laundry at his house. Yeah. So you've come a long way. I mean, I have come a long way. I have. Yeah. Even when she was mentioning it, I'm like, who could the fuck she could be talking about? I mean, there's only really one person that has any mm-hmm. any strings attached. But, um, yeah, I think you're right. It, does, it, is a, it is a matter of keeping strong boundaries and minimal communication. Because that's what it is. And I think it's also really just, like, releasing not the care, because obviously we have a common thing that I care about, but... Just releasing that I have no control over this person and how they show up f- for my person. Yeah, but also having the boundaries for her too, because she might she doesn't necessarily have those tools yet. You know, like she's only nine and she's just under. She's just. I mean, that's her dad. So creating boundaries around your dad at nine is absolutely impossible. Is impossible. So you have to do that for her. You have to create the boundary for her if if that's necessary. And maybe that's also the message too around just like really protecting her from. Whatever she needs protection from. Yeah, and just, yeah, having conversations and keeping it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and also just not caring mm-hmm. because you haven't really sh- shown me care and like, so I can't really care. Right. I'm not in the space for that. How did you feel about yours? Which, you guys, is only going to be on Patreon. We only have enough time for one reading on this episode. And Erica's being very Scorpio, mysterious, private about her love life right now. So, um, I, and, my, and this reading was very telling about my love life. It was very direct. And I felt like, what? Do you think that she, well, yes, it was very direct. Um, it's been, Yeah. But do you think she was telling you to watch your, like, not watch your back, but like. Your front and your back. Kind of. I think this is a trend that I've had, that I've a message that I have been receiving a lot. Do you think you'll do something crazy? No. No. Ego. You better e- fucking e- not. I'll e- beat your ass. Ego won't do that. But it was just, I think. I don't know. No. Um, no. 
Oh. No, not not that I think like harmful, violent. No, I, but don't, I don't think that. I don't think the ego is as strong as you think. I don't think that. It is. Oh, okay. I think that, like, I think, like, the craziness of, like, the obsession of wanting someone, I, this is from my own, this is from my own experience. When you're obsessed, your ego goes out the window. You're like, fuck it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the crazy thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to show up. But when time goes by, I would think that that, that, that feeling numbs more. Like, the, the, the call to do that maybe numbs more. But I don't know. It also might up it more because you're like, I'm expecting you to pick up. I'm expecting you to call. I'm expecting you to come around. And then the longer it goes, like the obsession might get crazier. I don't know. But the reading was kind of crazy. Just listen to Ashley do my reading. It's something that, yeah, I don't know. It's it's something that's been coming up a few different times from a few different people that have read me. And I, I don't want to ignore it. Um, but I also don't want to put a lot of energy towards it. No. Um because I am very protected in my life. I've just genuinely been very protected when it comes to like matters of that of that degree, even if matters of the heart, like things being revealed to me and like the at, at in divine timing, at crucial moments in my life where I'm about to make a big decision, moving, getting married, like all these mm. things, like I'm always protected when I'm about to make very big choices. Yeah, you're not supposed and to. And even like with Irie, like having Irie, like God said no, I want this soul to come through, even knowing that, like, I was going to be hurt through the process, you mm. know? So I think that, um, I think either way, I'm fine, and I wish that person love and space and all the things. But, yeah, the reading was intense. <laughs> um, but also it was a reminder of, like, the path that I'm on, which is, like, is the self-love, is the, is, like, the cleansing of my of like the energies from before um from my body and my soul and that's really the like the vibe i've been on and that's actually why i got this deck for us by the way Mm. self-love deck oh from are we really strangers we're not really strangers. we're not really strangers um i don't know if you guys have heard of this brand but i really love it um and the self-love deck has been interesting it's like prompting me to really have to like deeply reflect on my wants my needs um my desires uh my icks and i wanted to pull a few cards with you today if that's okay my dear okay danky um but first i want to roll a joint because it's time yeah you guys we've been in the studio for 10 hours (laughs) My poor child has been in the other room for 10 hours. Just, I don't even know what, she's been entertained, I think. Um, now her bestie is here, so it's, it's better. But it's been a long day for working moms. I'm so grateful that our kids have each other. I mean, honestly, I'm grateful our kids have each other. I'm grateful we have each other. I'm grateful that we have Orlando now. <laughs> like, it's literally, each piece is an intricate part of everything that happens in our world. And, like, I know you're talking before about our like your parent, your mom, like our families being ready for certain like, hey, what's up? You know, I think women's like women parents do that. But I forget like now that as a mom, what yeah, do you mean? What's up? Like, am I going to meet someone? Am I going to meet their oh, parents? Oh, OK. You know, yeah. like wanting you to wanting to basically like leave you in safe hands. Yeah. Not that anyone's going anywhere, but I just when you said that, I just didn't think about it. But it's like there have been times in relationships where I felt good and then suddenly I felt unsafe you know, like that drop, like someone's done something crazy to me. And then suddenly I feel alone in the world, you know, and that's a very scary feeling like, oh, I feel safe and we're good. And then you slap me or some shit. And then I'm like, oh, no, like I got to call my dad. And then I'm like, bitch, you're not 12, you know, and then it's like, 
even then it's like you can't call your dad because then like at this point we're all adults and like that's maybe asking for your dad to go to jail. <laughs> you know, there's like all these there's there's all these things that we like I don't well, know. There's that. There's so much to that. It's like don't call your dad because yeah, there's that. There's also like, uh, maybe I'll go back together with him and then it's gonna be a bigger deal than it needs to be, and I don't wanna expose him. I need to protect my family. It's like all these <laughs> all these layers that a woman goes through and thinks about. Or maybe you don't in, have a dad in or, moments of unsafety, you know? Maybe you don't have a dad, maybe you don't have a dad that's gonna show up that way or brothers or whatever, but like I do, I, I really I've I've felt I felt that feeling of being a vul- like being vulnerable as a woman in the world, especially having a child and feeling like I feel much more powerful in partnership with you, with Orlando. Like, I feel like I have my people and people have my back. And there's people who are not going to do things that are blatantly going to have me out here. You know what I mean? And so as a mom, I can understand how that, how I would want that for my child. Not that I'm going to be the mom like, you know, I'm going to get some grandkids. But like just feeling like, oh, I, I don't have to worry about you and this person. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have to worry about this person doing some crazy shit to you. You know, and maybe because I've been in relationships where niggas have done crazy shit to me, like put their hands on me and shit like that. But I think that um, women generally are supposed to be wild and free and manifest and like utilize their their intuitiveness and their magic. But we've been so we've so rarely been protected and felt safe enough to do that, that we have not been able to tap into that because we haven't been with safe relationships. And so I think safety brings in like a whole different level to your, your ability to manifest. Mm. It does. Cause the men are supposed to protect us so that we can stay get the messages. So, so we can stay wild and, yeah. and be magical. Wait, you guys, I want to show you these joint papers because this is like very exciting breaking news. Me and Mila have our own joint papers and, and we also have matches and guess what? They're pink. Our papers are also pink to match our matches and because we're some coordinating bitches. Have you ever, have you rolled a joint? Oh, we did roll a joint with them already. Yes. Okay. Are you well, let's light it for me. Oh, you know what? Because it says manifest with us. Mm-hmm. I'm going to light it and I'm going to let's take a moment to manifest some things in love and in partnership. Well, let's let's put some energy into this. Okay. I was really, I, envis- I envisioned you, me at your wedding. You did? Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. <laughs> tastes like marriage. Tastes like marriage. How do you think marriage tastes? Like salted caramel. Mm. I like caramel with no salt. A little salt. salty, extra sweet. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, are you ready to play the self-love game? I'm ready. Okay, let's start. Should we start with past? Let's see. Is it past? Past, present, future. Oh, I didn't realize that. That was just one, two, three, like levels. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll do a little shuffle. Okay. A little tarot shuffle since we already got our tarots out of the way. Oh, God, it's going to be fun. Okay. Can I pick one? Uh-huh. Past. What did you feel bad for at the time, but are glad you did anyway? <laughs> a lot of shit. <laughs> um, are you asking? Is that is you asking me? Are we're you supposed to ask yourself. Oh, okay. but so, we're asking ourselves. Okay. And, um, what is it? Do you know? Do you think what things? did you feel bad for at the time, but you're glad you did anyway? 
I'm glad I cheated on Adventure Bay. Ooh. Ooh. I needed to go. <laughs> and he needed to make me go fast. <laughs> that was good. Um, am I supposed to answer this as well? I think so, right? Yeah. Uh, what did I feel bad for in the past that I did anyway? Um, drop out of college. <laughs> yeah, I felt really guilty about that, but then it ended up working out. Worked out pretty good. I got a job traveling the world soon after that. Um, yeah, set me on this journey here. Isn't it crazy to think the kids that we were hesitant to have literally... Re- there's a word I'm trying to propelled. say propelled us into this mm-hmm. <laughs> well the other day what was it yesterday it was like wow we have a whole I have a mom how the fuck do I have a mom brand essentially and I didn't even want kids like that's a fucking what is it called when, you change, when it's like in a movie when there's like a plot twist yeah that's a plot twist because that was not on my mind when I was in my 20s at all. I just wanted to have fun and be a famous actress. I wanted to be a mom, but I don't think I really thought it out. I didn't want to have be a mom in the situation that I was in, but, you know, a tarot reading will do it. <laughs> Am I pulling from the top? Teddy. Reminder. I don't know if this is a question. I think it's just a reminder, though. What does it say? It may be hard to see now, but you did the best you could at the time. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was trying to think of a moment that, that I can feel that way about. Still processing. I'm probably still not. I probably still don't feel that way yet. Right. I guess. Should I pick one? Or you yeah. shuffle? Oh, look at this fancy... We're using now that we're dressing old timey permanently. We also Wait, how need. Do I, get, I need to make it look old timey. <laughs> now I need to make I it look old timey. Hold on. <laughs> I think I need to trademark the word old timey. <laughs> it's an adjective. Bitch. <laughs> All right. I got lost. <laughs> I'm really committing to this life, okay? I used to say the um, in the olden days when I was talking to my grandfather, that Papa what was it like in the olden days. <clears throat> okay, what forced you to grow, even if it was hard? Motherhood. Yeah, motherhood. Um, rejection. Uh. Yeah. Those two things. Motherhood, I would say avoidance, avoiding shit. I go to level two. Level two is present. present. The present. These are not tarot cards, okay? What do you have great taste in? Everything. <laughs> I have, I like my fashion sense. I like how I dress and how I decorate. I agree. 
What do you have a great, what do you think you have oh. great um, taste in? Mm. And how I make businesses. I think I have great taste in um, fashions. I think I have great taste in just aesthetically, like what I envision the energy and the vibe being. Like I can, I'm a vibe curator, I would say. Um, and I think I have good taste in girlfriends. I was going to say that, friends. Yeah, a good, good taste in friends. I have a really well-curated friend group. It took me 36 years to find all of them, and it's ever-evolving. But for the most part, I have a very strong foundation. I don't really see oh, it. God, I'm having a hard time. I really don't see the foundation shifting anytime soon. <clears throat> What are you spending more energy on than you have to give? Stress. Stressing negative thoughts. I'm spending more energy on negative thoughts and stress than I have to give. Because I don't have any time to give to anything negative. But sometimes I find myself having fleeting but still um, self um, self-doubt. Self-doubt. Mm. Negative self-talk. Yeah, I, would, I was going to say negative self-talk. I would say talking badly about myself, about my body to myself. Um, and then also, I think because I'm, I think I'm a realist and I think because I'm such a deep reflector of like all scenarios, sometimes I, I can focus on the worst case scenario. Even though I've also acknowledged the, like the best case scenario and I know that either one is possibility – but the worst case scenario, also, I think often, I think it probably just rattles me more. So it sticks with me. And so it's always kind of lingering in the background, even when I'm um, moving towards the path of the best case scenario. Yeah. 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 I, I will probably think about the worst case scenario first and much more than the best case. I think I think of the first, the best case first, and then the worst comes in and creeps in with heavy motherfucking vengeance. <laughs> it's like, hey, bitch, <laughs> don't forget about this nigga over here because we can fuck all this shit up. <laughs> I challenge everyone to check themselves when they have um, when they visualize or think of the the, ne- the most negative outcome first. Mm. I really challenge you to just in every situation, think about the best outcome first and, and the most. And as soon as something else creeps in, let it go. Mm. Like the very best, like even more than your mind desires. Mm. That's a great practice. Yeah. Okay, I really invite you to do that. Like, And don't limit yourself either. Like, oh, that can't happen. No. no. Like, well, after I found out the five richest niggas in the world doubled their fucking wealth in fucking four years, I'm like, bitch, I can ask for anything. It's basically like, let's up the delusion. And let's up the delusion. Like, let's just be actually crazy. And you know what? Those Positive are, delusion. And those are the ones, those are the people that are often most successful. I mean... Yeah, they have insane delusion around things, and it just works. So, yeah. Oh, your turn. Is it? I think so. I, I just read this one. Oh. What's an outfit you feel great in? My naked body. <laughs> <laughs> um, this outfit's pretty cute. Like a silky, like a silky low cut dress, like that is shows my titty, so I don't have to wear a bra. Like you can see them hang, and then also is cut very yeah, low, low in the back. back, 
and is form fitting, but just enough movement that it just like lightly just envelopes my body and some sexy heels. Yeah, give me a six inch heel. Give me a high slit. And yes, I love a low, 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 almost to my ass crack back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a low and a low plunge for my little titties. Mm-hmm. I also love lingerie. I like see-through lace, like lace that I can see through. I like it's like classy, but also whorish. Mm. And if we're talking clothes, like actual clothes that I have to put on that are cover me, <laughs> high-waisted jeans, high-waisted bell-bottom jeans, mm. I like those. Yeah, I mean, yeah, hits the ass just right, accentuates the way the waist flare, perfect. Never flare never goes out of style. They try. They try to make it go out of style, and they always bring that bitch back. You can't. You, you can't. Because people try to make fun of you. Like, why is she wearing bell bottoms? Like, because they're in. Like, they try to make bell bottoms seem dorky every now and then in history. <laughs> I don't know where I pulled this information. <laughs> but I remember it feeling this way. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Don't embarrass us with our matches. <laughs> It's me, it's not the match. Get the other match. Uh-oh. Okay, last one. Oh, okay, God. three. Fucking... We're going to future. We've done past. We're in the present. And now we're heading to the future. I also love these cards. They have the kids' ones, too, and I played with Irie. And at first I could tell she didn't, she was playing with Mariah, and then I came in, and I was like, oh, let me play. And she's like, why? I was like, what the fuck? What, do, are, are kids, like, programmed to hate the person that brought them in this bitch? I was like, what do you mean, why? Because I want to know you? <laughs> the fuck? Don't you want to know me? Yeah, even, you know, I... I like, <laughs> and then she like, did it, and then she was into it. And I'm like, just shut up. Even, like the, like, the, like, irritation they get with us, like, I saw Ari do it, too, but Luna does it to me. I'm like, why am I annoying you? What the fuck did I do? Because I feed you every day. Like, what? <laughs> I guess, like, the disrespect is so crazy. Generally, my daughter, she's pretty respectful. It's just whatever she, because she is so respectful, like whenever she gets out of line, it's absurd. What? It's absurd. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, why see these? You know what? I have, I have a. uh, These stay lit. You got to be careful. I almost. Very fiery fire. Yeah. Hmm. What quality do you want to cultivate in yourself? Hmm. Like more? There you go, baby. Oh, sorry. God, there's a few things I would like to cultivate more. I would say I want to cultivate more um like leadership but like really positive leadership qualities where i'm like impactful in my leadership that's it's actually changing the world which i think we're do we do and i'm doing but i just feel like i could be a better leader i could be a softer leader maybe a more um even i don't know i just i feel like i have a lot more more to learn in that space because I was an unexpected, I've always been a leader. I feel like it, <laughs> I've always been a leader, but I feel like I've always had these qualities in me. 
Um, but I never expected, I didn't know what it was going to be and what it was going to look like. And, um, now that we're here and we lead in ways in so many different ways, actually is in our parenthood and our motherhood and our business. I think even like leading ourselves, like really feeling confident that I can trust myself and that I would want to be led by myself. Like I would want to work for me, you know? And, um, mm. I was about that. <laughs> right. Um, I think that quality and maybe being even more um, playful. In my design, um, but I want to tap into more of that freedom and. Um, I think I already have that in me. I think I already live in that space, but I feel like I can, there's even more. So I'm excited and I'm, and I want to cultivate more of that playfulness that I already exude. What about you? I think those are really good ones. I concur. I would, yeah, I would like to be a better leader. Um, just hone into those skills more. Um, I would like to be more disciplined. Mm. Um, I procrastinate and um, I have like this avoidance. Like when I know I need to do something like call the credit man, do this. I'm just like <laughs> avoid, avoid. And then like I'm mad at myself. So I do, I think it's time mm-hmm. to not be a 12th grader that needs to do the project on Friday, but doesn't. <laughs> um, and yeah, better leader um, and more play. I think as there's a level of, conscious play you have to be intentional and practice because adulthood comes with so much stress and so many real issues that feel urgent um and like motherhood too and just survival especially living in like LA and living at a you know just this time this season in the world and I would like to just stop taking everything seriously like I'm pretty chill but yes, I agree. the The level of play could always be up, <coughs> and just be more brave, mm. and like have less self doubt. Mm, I'm, mm. I'm like always like, "What do you think? What do you think? What do you think?" Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like, bitch, just do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like that Libra rationality. Like this perspective, this perspective, this perspective. Yeah, I think what as I'm listening to you talk to, I'm think I'm realizing that a lot of this. What I, what I want to and like the play space is really genuinely at its core just more presence like being more present so that my natural play can really thrive whatever that looks like me in my most present relaxed like th- thriving cup filling space like well, who am I if I can do that and if I can cr- create and cultivate the environment so that I can do that. And I think that like I'm on a pretty good start, <laughs> you know, of creating that environment where I'm playing right now. I'm sitting here with my best friend smoking a joint, uh, you know, debating or, you know, contemplating what play is and about to leave to Costa Rica on my retreat to play, to go play with a bunch of amazing, incredible stranger women that are going to be my friends in about 12 days 
And then next I'm going to go on tour and go like tap into a different space and play in a realm of a different play of who I am. Yeah, a different part of you. And then I'm going to come home and I'm going to be a mom and I'm going to explore what play is like for this person that I brought through and like what we create together. And then um, my me and my lover are going to play and create a whole other space of whatever the fuck that means for us. Like, I think I'm on a pretty good start. So I think it's like trusting that experience, like remember, like being present enough to know it's happening. Like mm-hmm. you're in the play, bitch. You're in it. You're playing you don't have right to now. get to the play. You're in it if it's you would fun. just relax. relax. Right. And be like, oh, yeah, and this is like, fun. Oh, I asked for all this. Oh, my God. Yes, I have business calls because that's what play involves, too. That's what adult play involves. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that's that's real shit. So it's like, yes, it's cultivating more presence um, and really looking around and opening up my eyes and seeing like, oh, okay, wow, look at that. Oh, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, I'm sitting in front of cameras and no one's in the room and I'm talking to my friend and I used to be sitting in my living room, dining room table and just like appreciating every Everything. moment and every part of it and acknowledging the evolution of whatever that is to you, you know? And you start to look around and you're like, you, you start to be proud of yourself. Because well, because play, play really got, a, got you here. You know, play had you arrive at this moment, like the moment you started to kind of like explore the play. Mm -hmm. That's when, voila. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Cultivating more play and presence. Yeah, and you're right, like bringing that more into all the aspects of your life. Mm -hmm. You know, and sometimes it's, it's just nice to remember that, like. Even like thinking about like, not like writing down what type of play, like what is the play you have with, like, how would you define the play we share and versus the play you and Orlando share versus I, the play you have with Luna versus the play you have in your business? Like, you can literally, you can think of something. You might not land on it exactly, but there is a feeling behind each one that exists. Well, and I also, I feel like, yes, there's a feeling behind each one that exists. And there's also, a, like, a... Um, there's also a string that attaches them all to. Because, Absolutely. Because we all kind of play in the same way. Because we're all kind it's of a like... a web. It becomes a web of, of, of the people too and where you guys meet in your play on their journeys that are separate from yours and it just becomes this big web. And that's really like kind of what I feel like our existence here is about at its core. But we've we've come so far away from, from the play um, and what life is supposed to be at its essence and its core. Yeah, and that and, play then is now almost looks like either a privilege or silly, uh, so like yeah, obsolete or yeah, unnecessary. Unnecessary is a big one, like um, selfish, yeah, immature, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's so true. But I don't know. I think our play is like it's like carefree, but also it just reminds me of like. I just remember this one time and like, I think it was like fourth grade or fifth grade and each class had put, was put in small groups and it was the first time it was like, make a business. Mm. And I was like, that was the first time I ever had like the, the concept of someone giving me the power and like whatever our group or whatever, like made everyone in the school collect coins. It was like called blank coin challenge i'm just skipping it because it's also her school now (laughs) (laughs) um 
but we just collected coins from everybody in the school and then we donated them. And I was like, oh shit, like we made an idea and everybody listened. And then I remember like me and Danielle, like saying we're going to start like a rhinestone, rhinestone princess t-shirt company and like writing business plans on the Microsoft word and like ironing on things. And look at her. Yeah, yeah, for real. But our relationship gives me that energy that, like, it's boundless. Mm. Because in those times, like, I had this idea, like, oh, I could really do anything. I really felt that way. Mm. And then somewhere along the way, like, all these other, like, doubts and things came in. And when when we're together, I feel infinite possibilities. And it feels fun. Mm -hmm. It feels fun, like, oh, what can we come up with? And also just, like... Someone who we could just get into so much shit with, but also know we're always going to be okay. Like mm. somehow, like okay, we're okay. going to get back. Yeah, wanna, gonna, <laughs> someone's going to get us back. We're going to figure it out. Let's ask a stranger; <laughs> they're going to know. We can't look at our phones, but they can. <laughs> like just like the most fun, protected, free, liberating fun you know that I've only experienced with like a handful of people. Mm. Yeah, yeah. When I was thinking of our play, I felt like. It, I felt the word conjuring come up like, and it's that feeling of like being able to like create anything. It's such a creative play, but it's also like a protective and like, uh, it's just adventurous play. And it is adventurous. I do feel like, like, like going on an exploration. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I feel like, like my, like my real adventure buddy, like let's, let's do it. Let's pack our bags and just get in and start the engine. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, we've literally done that, but just in life, I feel like you're my ride or die. Like, literally, we're riding, and we're, fit and we're, we're like, just in, in the in the infinite universe. Yeah, we're going to leave our stamp somewhere along the way. In the spaceship. Like, <laughs> never seen this before. It's ours. <laughs> <laughs> Give me one of those stickers. Give me one of those good mom stickers. <laughs> Put it here. All right, keep going. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that's a great idea is, like, being able to name the type of play you create in each space and then how you can cultivate that type of play even more in that space and yeah creating more play in your life and i think about people even our friends or people listening be like you bitches seem like you play a lot um and we do and we do and we have a lot of stories because we've been willing to like to do all the crazy shit you know coachellas and ecstasies and mushrooms and and cars with you know strangers and all types of shit but ultimately um I don't know. I just feel like even more, do it even more like up and just being present in it. And just like, if you, if you think we have juicy lives and we still feel like we need to play more, this is your sign. (laughs) You haven't done enough. You haven't done it. enough. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Oh, well, I love this. This is beautiful. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for indulging me and playing the self love game. Um, I think it's time to get out of here. I think it's twenty minutes to eight p.m. Perfect. Um, well, you guys, you know where to find us. Good moms underscore bad choices on Instagram. You can find me Mila underscore Map with an H. Um, you can find me at Watch Erica. Make sure you check all the links in this episode description. We're going on tour. We're coming to your city. We're doing a Mother's Day retreat in May in Atlanta. And 
yeah, we just, we be out. We have, we be outside. So we be doing events with the people, with the community. And make sure you check out our Patreon. This season ends in March. And we're only going to be releasing full episodes during our off season on Patreon. So make sure you check out all of our Patreon offerings. And I love you. I love you. Love yourself. Love on yourself. Play. Play. Bye. Bye.